2: The Dave Damaschek Football Program, available on iTunes and at davedamaschek.nfl.com.
3: Now here's your host,
4: Dave Damaschek.
3: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 105 of the Dave Damaschek Football Program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash shek, S-H-E-K, week 10 is just about here, or in fact, It is here, thanks to the Thursday night game. I keep forgetting that. The Thursday night game is is the start of the Week 10 slate. All sorts of stuff for you to look at right now. I shall begin by doing some shilling here. A new check to the future is out there for your perusal. Rank and I jump into the DeLorean. We jump to the near future next Tuesday, to be exact, to let you know who's going to win all this weekend's biggest games. Plus, a brand new NFL, this one. What if Romo hadn't fumbled that uh, field goal attempt there at the end of the playoff game against the Seahawks in 0-6? It's a dandy, wonderful animation, as always, by our pals over there at Bindledog. And then, of course, earlier in the week, the shame report came out, and uh, I take care of business there. And, of course, we have a president, same guy who has been the president, and he, uh, he maintains the job. Here to talk about all of it, the man from... NFL.com. He does his like dislike column, which is out there. Depending on when you're listening to this, it hits the uh, it hits the uh, online's on uh, Friday mornings, and also his uh, pick six column, and so on from NFL Fantasy Live. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella?
4: Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Also from the NFL.
3: Oh, yeah, I didn't care for that. Yeah, go watch it. It's our animated piece. It's our butterfly effect for football. You see, this is what if one thing changes in NFL history? How would then we extrapolate? How different would the landscape look? Like I say, this was if Romo doesn't drop that snap, Martine Gramatica makes that kick against Seattle and they win that game. Mm -hmm. Then what? Somehow these guys, the animators over at Bindle Dog, somehow saw fit to put rank in there. How'd that happen? what did you do? What I strings do did you pull? I, I
4: had no strings, nothing. I was very uh, pleasantly surprised to see that.
3: You just think your charisma somehow won them over. They're The, the animators up in Chicago, <laughs> guys you've never met, they're like, we love this rank and we'll do anything to stick them into, into one of these NFLs.
4: I think they heard me say one time that I uh, was from Schaumburg, so they had to include me.
3: Is that right? That's yep. the connection. All right, very good, very Maybe. good. Well, we have coming up here in, on the show. Good show for you uh, as we round out this week. Jay Glazer from uh, from the NFL on Fox pregame show, also NFL Network, He's an MMA trainer guy. Mm-hmm. I met him over at uh, Corolla. at his you know, Corolla does his podcast, you know, out of a warehouse in Glendale, California, suburban uh, L.A. Essentially. And Glazer came in there. I didn't know he was on the show that day. So I'm flapping my gums as I'm want to do over there and anywhere else. I but I'm in with Corolla yapping about sports and football. And then Glazer walks in, and now I'm embarrassed because <laughs> Glazer, you know, I like to recklessly speculate. His stuff is grounded in fact. Yes. My stuff is all hooey and applesauce. Here's what I think might be, you know?
4: He has connections. Right. You have speculation.
3: That's exactly right. Yes. The only, the, the only things that can't happen— in my world, are limited only by my imagination. You right. see, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to restrict my brain that way. I'm going to let it fly flee, free.
4: His his version of the NFL is actually true.
3: Yes, right, yeah, right. Which to me is is fine, and it's fun, and it's interesting. If you want to
4: go that way?
3: Yeah. If that's if that's who you want to be.
4: Yeah. You want to be right all the time? Oh, Responsible, incredible. I'm going to break news. <laughs> We're talking big now. I'm sure that we won't bring any of this up when he when he's actually on the line.
3: No, indeed, no, indeed. Why? Because I'm a coward. But <laughs> you know what? Maybe he could change. He's, that a, for he's me. a tough. He dude. knows. I th- so. Yeah. So he's in there. And then, as if it's not humiliating enough for a true professional to walk in there, then he th- then he does his second profession. He takes out those mitts. You know, uh, what's the guy who trains Floyd Mayweather Jr.?
4: Yeah, that guy. the lightning
3: hand. Uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather Jr. The quickest hands ever. And uh, what's the trainer's name? They just did a great documentary series about him, too. I can't think of his name. He was a fighter himself. Anyway, it's a, it's that move of like, you know, the guy's punching the bag and he's going lightning fast and your hands have to move. And, they, and you know, I don't know how you don't get popped in the, in, uh, you know, right in the kisser all the right, time. Right. Yes. You know? But uh, anyway, so watching he and Corolla do that was uh, was interesting while uh, I sat back there with the, with the girl. and with, uh, a,
4: with a bag of Funyuns. Yeah,
3: yeah. Right now we, we combed each other's hair while the, <laughs> while the men did their stuff. All right. Well, listen. So, and, you know, by the way, I've got to get my picks in here too, Rank. It's uh, another of our uh, completely unnecessary weekly traditions here, me making <laughs> my picks in 60 seconds or less for the Week 10 games.
4: You've never made them in less than 60 seconds.
3: All right. It's close enough. The point is I'm doing quite nicely. I don't know how I did last week. I forgot to look. I know I didn't do so well. But all right, now listen. Rank. Yes, sir. President Obama has been reelected. Yep. Your thoughts.
4: He's been reelected, yes.
3: Whoa, are we doing this? Doing what? What? Politics, eh? I don't What's know. What's wrong with politics? I just, oh. what, you politics? Why, you want to stick your toe in the not, water there, no, black not, tie behind not, the glass? I'm not going there. Are are you're you not going to do it?
4: Are you afraid to talk politics? I'm just
3: asking. Are we doing this?
5: I, this wasn't in the rundown. I'm not sure. It's, in the well, rundown? What rundown? What rundown, yeah. what, what
4: rundown are would, you talking that about? That would insinuate that you create a rundown for us. It's a three-page rundown for each show, Rank.
3: Uh, I act like you don't know. That I've never seen. You should send that out to yeah. people other than yourself. What do you do? Share with put the guys who are on the show. You have a rundown. That's a wow. Fantastic. Oh, okay. It only took uh, till episode one oh five to find big, out.
4: Big red letters don't talk politics. Yeah,
3: no, I agree. Let's not talk politics, but I what am interested. Way. You 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 mentioned something earlier today that uh, that did uh, uh make me curious.
4: That did resonate?
3: Yes. Resin aid, resin aid, yes, so I Of course.
4: It. I uh, I did notice like well when Jonathan Vilma Was waiting to hear from the commissioner. We had a lockout. The news is so slow. Everything takes forever to come out, and there's these decisions and stat. You know, everything takes time. However, when Colorado approved recreational marijuana, the NFL was there within three minutes. Nope, Broncos, you cannot smoke marijuana. (laughs) Just, just want to. That was the fastest the league has ever acted on anything. Like, not even a replay challenge is that fast.
3: Well, the thing that's funny about that is, you know, Josh Howard of the Dallas Mavericks said that, you know, what was his infamous quote that half the guys in the league or something like that? Half. Or was it more? I, f- I feel like it was almost like he said 80 percent. I thought it was like
4: 98 like percent.
3: And he, is that what it was? Is that yeah. what he said? And, and he also and then he went on to say, hey, I'm a grown man. I can do whatever I want to do, right. basically. Except that, by the way, by the way, do you the know that do you know that Josh Howard, you know, Desi Bryant, you know? right? Des Bryant. Had his birthday. I think it was last Friday night. So he asked permission because, as you know, they he has his uh, his handlers that mm-hmm. that he, I think that the Cowboys require him to go everywhere with him. He's not allowed to stay out past midnight. <laughs> well, he asked if he could for his birthday, and he did A- in in Dallas. He went out with Josh Howard, who I just explained to you what what his story is, right? And Delante West. Who <laughs> look if you don't know Delante West, look up his deeds or misdeeds from the past. Doesn't he have some sort of like uh, handgun thing? And he has,
5: uh, well, yeah. He there are ride. rumors aplenty He's, about. Uh, he did ride down the street with uh, a guitar case full of, uh, that's full right. of rifles. That's right. Was handguns. it Desperado?
4: He's Antonio Banderas.
3: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind of like that. Delante. <laughs> Yeah, that okay. It does have a action hero uh, quality to it that first name, Delante West. He does also have some sort of personality disorder. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But then he's also there are those rumors that uh, never quite went away, did they, about uh Don't about, don't do it. Don't go. The champion there. Of, the, don't go uh, there. of a Wait, certain what? league. Don't go what there. are the, the rumors? MVP of a league. He's the All right, the point is
0: you wanted, you know, I can't
3: believe seriously that the that how did those three they went out together? It seems like uh, you know, something uh, you would have expected. Something to have happened, but no, good news. Everything came out clear. Upset of the week. Upset of the week. Anyhow, all right, listen. Speaking of fun, NFL football on the way. Week 10. A big Week 10 rank. Teams, you know, I always like to say that as a cliche that I don't like. I reject that um, cliche that uh, it's a must-win situation. Unless you're in the postseason and then you go home for the rest of the summer or for the winter, then it's not a must-win. But for all intents and purposes – The Cowboys and Eagles, whoever loses that one, is done. It's, and because not only are they going to be in a bad spot and they're going to be behind two teams, at least in their division, the pressure in both those cities is pretty intense and the spiraling downwards is not going to be good for the quarterbacks, for the coaches, and so on. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. And we'll get to that game, but let's start it off with the Sunday games here. I'll make my picks and here.
4: And when you're done with that, we got i got to show you a cool feature, but make your picks.
3: All right, all right. So we're recording on Thursday afternoon. Um, that one will be – actually we're not going to finish it here until we see it here. So, all right, ready, set, black tie, start the music, go! Obviously, I'm taking the Colts in Jacksonville. Falcons at the Saints. I would like to take the Saints, but I'm going to take the Falcons. Titans at the Dolphins. I can't get the Falcons. Basically, as long as you pick them, you're in good shape. I keep not doing it. All right, right, taking the Dolphins. Chargers at the Buccaneers. Oof, That's a tough one, boy. I'll go with the Buccaneers. Raiders at the Ravens. Ravens narrowly. Giants at the Bengals. Giants will go there. They're better on the road. Lions at the Vikings. Lions big. Bronx at the Panthers. Who do you think I'm taking there? Bills at the Patriots. The Patriots, of course, coming off the bye. Jets at Seahawks. Seahawks never lose at home, especially the terrible teams that Stark. Mark Sanchez at QB. Dallas at the Eagles. Boy, I don't know how that, I mean, that seems like whoever wants it a little bit more than less. I don't know. Uh, that's an ugly game. Um, in fact, I'll be there. In fact, I'm flying out to that game. Be on the lookout for me if you're in the city of brotherly love. I'll take the Eagles. Rams at Niners. Niners. Texans at Bears. I'm taking the Texans there. Right. Chiefs at Steelers. Steelers, of course. Although that's a trap game. That's it. Black Blackpies. Stop the clock. Steelers, 5-3, and three, looking good. People getting high on them. But uh, let's be careful about this. Classic trap game there. At the Giants, they win that one. Next Sunday night, they host the Baltimore Ravens. Huge games in between the lowly Chiefs. Don't sleep on them, Steelers. What do you think about the Texans and Bears, Rank?
4: It's going to be a very low-scoring game.
3: Yes, indeed. Yeah, we made our pick for that in Check uh, to the Future. Yeah, we had it very, very low.
4: In very low. It's going to be one of those – to me, it comes down to the quarterback who can actually make the plays when it needs to be. And I don't know that Jay Cutler is that guy – when you get a, when you get a good i mean he's playing better this year because he's got Brandon Marshall there and that's added to the offense but i just see Matt Schaub, and i know you hate you just are you hate to use the word game manager but the quarterback that you would have the most confidence to not blow it and that's basically what it's going to be you know a lot of punts a lot of field position trying to feel each other out trying not to make mistakes and who is going to be the guy who doesn't kill you basically is what it comes down to and that's why I would give the edge to the to the Texans
3: I you know people say what do you like? do you like shootouts or do you like defensive struggles? I'm cool with the defensive struggle as long as they are bona fide good. Defenses and that the two offenses aren't garbage, and I don't think either offense is is junk. Matt Schaub is interesting because he sort of transformed three years ago. He was one of the premier fantasy QBs, yeah. and now based on the the quality of their running game and their uh, solid defense, he doesn't have to do that. Andre Johnson with a big game. What if he catches fire? You know, the only thing you could say bad about them besides the injury to Brian Cushing is what's wrong with Andre Johnson? What if he gets going? Then they become the prohibitive favorite in the AFC. They already are everybody's favorite to go to the Super Bowl. By the way, speaking of this game and uh, or the two teams and whether or not they're real contenders, we had a good conversation with our two pals from around the league, Dan Hansus and Mark Sessler, and their weekly debate club is coming up in a second about who the not playoff contenders the Super Bowl champion contenders are. Right. Bucky Brooks at NFL.com also weighs in on this. He likes Cutler's Bears uh, as a title contender. He also says Andrew Luck's Colts are a title contender. Wow. Settle down, Bucky. They can't win it all this year. You know, Rank is showing me something here on the experts thing. You know, you can look at NFL.com slash pick them and all the experts picks. And, you know, Michael Irvin, Kurt Warner, Steve Mariucci, Marshall Falk, Warren Sapp. Who beat them all last week, Rank? Adam Rank. Oh, really? Yes. Somebody else.
4: Wait, you beat them all last week? No, you didn't. I didn't. No, you did. Uh, you went eight and six last week.
3: Oh, well, then never mind. Cut this part out of the How show. How dare Black. you? <laughs>
2: all
3: right, quickly, Rank. Eagles, Cowboys. Who emerges right. victorious? Who goes? Uh, who season gets flushed down the toilet?
4: Yeah, I I was a big believer in the Cowboys at the beginning of the season. Felt they were going to go on and win the division. I still kind of believe in the Cowboys. I still want to give Tony Romo the benefit of the doubt. I know you like to deride him for not winning the big one. I don't deride. You Listen, do. it
3: is not no? derision to say in an NFL, in an era in which guys get to start for three games, and then it's like, ah, oh, they're not winning enough, next guy up, next guy, you know. Everybody in Philly wants Mike Vic to sit down. How is it possible that Tony – what's the offensive line? It what, what, It's the exact same the story. Fan
4: ba- it's the fan bases doing that stuff. Peyton Manning went a long time before he won a Super Bowl. Drew Brees went a long time before a Super Bowl. It's not everybody like Ben Roethlisberger or Tom Brady who come out of the football womb and start winning Super Bowls. That just typically doesn't happen. There's a
3: big difference between winning Super Bowls and winning a playoff game or even getting to the playoffs. Manning
4: didn't win a playoff game for years. He was horrible in the playoffs, and even you can say that he has been terrible. He doesn't even go to the playoffs.
3: The Cowboys don't even go to the playoffs. I mean, listen. If you want to make it a Jerry Jones issue or a coach's issue, at some point, Tony Romo is the Somebody, only consistent factor. There's a lot
4: of teams that would like to have the Tony Romo problem.
3: I, you know, I, it, I disagree the, with you, and no. you know, we've talked about this, and I keep meaning to put that proper list out. I, you know, I, I have it all written down, but I have been able to scratch out 14 NFL quarterbacks that I'd rather have than Tony Man, Romo.
4: That's dubious, but all right. you're good at 10. That's about it.
3: All right, so that's that, and uh, now let's talk about uh, those uh, those Philly Eagles and those Dallas Cowboys and all the uh, hot stories in here. Can we get him on the line there, uh, Black Tie? All right, just a second here. Jay Glazer. All right, Rank, here he is. He is the main man, with all due respect to everybody, all our colleagues at NFL Network, NFL.com, right. all the other sports outlets. When there's breaking news, more often than not, this is the man who's breaking it from uh, the Fox NFL on uh, – well, the NFL on uh, Fox Sunday pregame show. Mm-hmm. Man breaking news there. Also, you see him on the NFL Network, and you see him on commercials all the time, too. Tim oh, yeah. Training MMA, guys. I met him over at the uh, Corolla studio doing the podcast last month. Swell fella. Jay Glazer, what's happening, man? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. So much news here right at the midway point here in the season. And, of course, a lot of coaches being talked about. If you're not uh, one of the haves right now looking like you're going to make a nice playoff run here, then the have-nots are buzzing about the, the quarterbacks and the coaches and who needs to go. It seems to me, I'm probably wrong, but it seems to me that there are more coaches on the chopping block than usual, and now we have this name, Sean Payton, injected into the mix. What are you hearing about Sean Payton? Is he moving? Is he going to stick around uh, New Orleans, or what's going to happen there?
6: Uh, I've talked to Sean quite a bit about it, and he told me straight out, he absolutely plans to go back to New Orleans, always has. This is not something that just popped up. Uh, His contract extension that he got done about a year and a half ago, it was never – accepted by the NFL. So basically, a contract extension never happened. So he was always slated to be a free agent. I just didn't tell anybody about it. But Dave known about it. He's known about it. So like I said, he's always intended to go back to the Saints. That's where he wants to go. Like he told me, he said, listen, that's a place that I helped rebuild from the ground up with Drew Brees, with Mickey Loomis. I love working with Mickey. I love working with the Bensons. Love working obviously with Drew. That Those two uh, couldn't be closer So, you know, this wasn't something where he just said, well, you know what, let's not even talk so I can become a free agent. They've always gone out of the assumption that we're going to get this to work out.
3: All right. Well, the team that they played on Monday night, uh, things are looking even worse there in Philly. A huge one, by the way. You know, really, you think about it. People say you you, uh, must-win situation, and, of course, the only thing that's must-win is a playoff game. But really, Dallas and Philly – it's a must win. Whoever loses this one, their season's done, and the uh, wheels will fly off with coaches, quarterbacks, and so on. Let's start with Mike Vick. Is this his last shot if he if he doesn't do it? or with, Can they actually go to the rookie Nick Foles behind that lousy offensive line?
6: And you just said it right there. That's the big problem is the offensive line. And In the past, that's where you know, one of the things that Andy really hasn't wanted me to make a change because four-fifths of the starting offensive line is down, and you have a – Third string, left tackle. So do you really, you know, do you really want to put a rookie back there? you want to talk about baptism by fire? But at the same time, you're thinking, well, maybe it gives us a little boost. Maybe it could help us out, obviously. Uh, it maybe it won't hurt us with the turnovers as much. There's just, they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't right there. And they also don't want to say, well, let's put him in there. And then we shut him back because the offensive line is getting killed like David Carr and Tim Couch got killed in the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that to the guy.
4: Is Andy Reid going to be back in Philadelphia?
6: You know, I, look, you know, be pretty clear that uh, he, he wanted to see certain results there. The one thing I tell you guys about the hot seat, and right, this is what
7: I hate the hot seat. I hate
6: it. And the reason why is all hot seat stuff is a crop usually. Until you get that, uh, you know, week 12, 13, 14, 15 over there, and here's why. You go back and you look at all the times – that people had Tom Coughlin fired. All the times they had North Turner fired. All the times they had Andy Reid fired. Those guys has been fired 15 times. I mean, there were reports last year that, that, you know, North Turner was absolutely out. He was gone. And obviously that didn't happen. They had both Super Bowl winning years for the Giants. It was reported that Tom Coughlin was he's, not, he's out. And that's just not the case because things turn around. You know, the other thing I don't like is, is coaching firing during the season. Because what it does is it gives an owner a false sense of security on a guy that you go out there, you you maybe have one or two good games, and all of a sudden, you know, you hire the guy, whether it's uh, a, a, you know Mike Singletary or you know a, a Romeo Cornell. or you know just there's been there's been so many instances where somebody has been hired because they had one or two wins in an abysmal season and it takes them out of the,
3: the rest of the, the, the pool of candidates. Well, you know, I, I guess a key to your success, I've talked with a lot of guys who uh, who are your peers, and uh, the answer seems to be that it's really about cultivating personal relationships. And so you talk about that, and uh, and, and really you are locked in with a lot of big-name NFL guys as well as MMA guys on a personal level. I, You know, to me, I think Andy Reid, on a human level— You know, it's a toxic environment there in Philly. That's a tough sports town, people know. Not to mention his personal tragedy. To me, I would want to part ways with Philly and and move on to to somewhere else, whether the pastures are green or not. Go to San Diego where you're from. Go to Cleveland where there are no expectations, right?
6: Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. I think sometimes things just run its course, and this is probably one of those things that, It's run its course there. I think that, you know, they never really appreciated Andy there enough. And let me tell you something. You ask any other coach if they would trade places with Andy Reid in all the NFC championships games they've been to and being, you know, going to a Super Bowl uh, and the wins that he's had, 95% of them say, okay, I'm in. Let's trade. Belichick wouldn't. Everybody else say, sure, let me do it. Let's (laughs) let's trade. Um, But but I think that there is, like you said, he has gone through so much personally there maybe a, a change of senior would would, would do him well and hey maybe would uh make the fans when he you know you kinda of appreciate somebody
3: when they're gone. Well Andy Reid obviously had a hand in Vic arriving in Philly then and has uh you know has stood by him and, and you know I'm I'm inclined to agree with you that I think you're better off to just stick with Vic at this point. They beat yeah. Dallas, they're right back in not right back in it, but in that sixth seed in the NFC it's open. Seattle is uh, five and four. They're not world beaters. What about Vic, though? The, the question is, like you say, get Nick Foles' feet wet because whether Reed's there or not, my assumption is, and tell me if I'm right about this, is that Philly is not going to bring Vic back. Am I wrong about that? No, you're
6: not wrong. Unless something happens. And, again, this is my, my thing again. Is you don't know who's going to get hot down the stretch here. Mm-hmm. Unless something happens and, and Vic carries his team on his shoulders, uh, that's why I can't say it equivocally yet. But, yeah, it, it appears that way right now.
3: What about uh, the team that they're playing in Philly, then uh, the Cowboys? This is shaping up to be another mess. And, you know, I I said earlier this week, it was Wade Phillips' fault. It was Bill Parcell's fault, the offensive line, the secondary. When, oh, when are the Romo apologists going to say that maybe seven years in, that as good as he can look at times, that maybe Tony Romo ain't cut out to be a consistent winner in the NFL?
6: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I think I think Tony, you know, I think think Tony. Tony's biggest problem is that he tries to do too much and forces things in, and then he makes mistakes. But, man, the guy can make plays as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, you know, the thing about the Cowboys is the Cowboys have always – because it's such a circus there, you need a strong, strong locker room. You need strong locker room leaders, and they haven't had that. Their best players don't have that personality. The DeMarcus players of the world, you know, they don't have he, – he, go, he, he goes out – and he plays, and he plays unlike anybody else in this league, but they don't have that Ray Lewis, that stray hand, you know, guys like that. And they finally got him in Sean Lee. They got that tough dude, that attitude they're looking for, and then he goes down, and that place gets deflated. The then they have on the other side of the ball, DeMarco Murray, who is a total badass. And these two guys, Sean Lee and DeMarco Murray, in, in practice and camp, these two were going at it. And that's They've been preaching to be more violent, preaching to be more physical. They finally get those guys And he goes down. Hmm. So they're kind of back to where they had been in the past looking for those guys. um, And, and, you know, they just don't have enough strength over there in that
4: department. And, Jay, I agree with you on Tony Romo, too. And I would say a team like Arizona would be happy to have him. But is it possible? Well, I guess it's possible the Cowboys can turn it around. Is it probable that they will be able to turn it around?
6: No, I don't think. I think, you know, losing the guys they've lost is going to be difficult. I think there's. I, you know i don't know there's just something missing over in dallas the problem too is i'll never forget when keith brookin was there and brookin said to me dude i've been around sports for a while i've never seen anything like the the microscope that the quarterback of the dallas cowboys is under he said i, I said i have so much more respect now for troy aikman and basically you know that position is you know you're Derek jeter you're you know, you're Kobe. You're, you know, you are the guy that everybody's constantly looking at. But also with the Cowboys, it's not like these other teams where you have a couple of reporters in there and it's just, you've got to go about your business. It's a nonstop reality show train wreck, but it's been that way because it's the Dallas Cowboys, and that's why you need a stronger locker room than most to, to kind of, you know, push out the distractions
3: and push out what can easily become a circus. Speaking of circus, Desi Bryant has a babysitter, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh team mandated. He gets to stay out. What, what news can you share about this birthday celebration? He he got clearance from the team to stay out past midnight. And he went out with Josh Howard and Delonte West. And, <sighs> and I can't believe there was no story that came out of this. Well, I don't
6: know why there would be, you, got, you know, First of all, we're talking about a grown man. <laughs> well, now,
3: that seems like a dangerous a grown mixture grown there. He,
6: can do what he wants to, and I understand. You know, look, he, he Dez has probably had uh, one of the more difficult upbringings of anybody I've ever heard in this league.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, and the fact that he's not a statistic is actually it, it, saying an awful lot more about the kid than um, you know. he really has been through an awful lot. So the fact that, look, he needs a babysitter, I get it, but um, uh, but I don't think it's a story because he's a grown man he, he do what he wants to do you know I mean I, I understand they, they got him somebody to help him and keep him out of certain situations because again he does have that a really dicey you know situ, situation going on over there and um, but you know I, I don't think there's any story in,
3: well believe me you no know, nope, I'm the last person to start moralizing how uh, professional athletes need to comport themselves um, but uh, but it is interesting because there are certain guys That are in in your line of work. There are a lot of guys, a lot of players, professional athletes who are for every little thing they do. They're under the microscope. And then there are other very high profile guys. Who it seems like are not are are you know no one would ever say boo about a lot of those guys. So let's talk about the guys who sort of have a reputation. Jay Cutler, what can you tell the world about Jay Cutler to put a happy face on him? Because so often people will say things. You know, that's, that's the problem with the Bears is Jay Cutler and his attitude. How say you? Um, I
6: mean, I, Jay. I think Jay is what he is. People, it, it's funny because two years ago, a few years ago, everybody got on Jay. Like, he needed a body language coach because he wasn't showing any fire. So <laughs> this year, he shows all this fire, and people get pissed off because he shows fire. <laughs> that's and a I good point. A wrong way. And, and, and really, the guy I blame here is the lineman. Because the lineman, dude, let me you, one thing I teach all our, 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 our athletes we train in MMA, if you put your hands on me, I'm going to make it a bad day for you. Okay? It's going <laughs> to be a bad day. For you. And, and that's just the mindset you to have. And your lineman, who he pushed... He should have made it a bad day for his quarterback. I don't care. You got to show your quarterback and everybody else out there any defensive lineman, whoever it is, if you put your hands on me, it's going to be a bad day. It's a bad decision for you. Um, but but that, you know, again, that's the same with Jay. It's, he, he kind of does, he's done both at extremes. One is he has just no body language, and you, people go, "Oh man." And if Brian Erlacher had that same body language coming off the field, then, you know the defense would be demoralized. But in the other sense, he goes so far the other way and showing too much fire. So it needs kind of a happy medium
3: there. Well, things are looking good there, and uh, what a game we have coming up against the Texans. Last thing for you is Phil Rivers is another guy. We talked to Sean Phillips earlier in the week, and while he didn't say, while he didn't confirm that there's something wrong with Phil Rivers' arm, he doesn't look right the last couple of years. Um, Any insight on that? What's going on there? Is there something wrong with the arm structurally?
6: No, I don't think they haven't looked right the last couple of years. I think this year... Losing that big receiver there is down to Tampa Bay, hmm. that's been it more than anything. You know, losing, losing Vincent Jackson has been huge. Because Philip, what he would do, he would put the ball exactly where only Vincent Jackson could get it. Um, you know, he also, I think he's needed, he's, I think the two things. Whenever you talk to people in the Chargers that have hurt Phillip Rivers over the years, is A, losing Darren Sproles, and B, really having a an Antonio Gates who's consistently hurt. Mm-hmm. Those were always his bailout guys. Those were always guys that, you know, the Chargers could always, you know, could, could really always count on when the pass rush is coming in and gets you. Gates, you know, we've heard very often, obviously, uh, Sproles goes down to New Orleans. And now this year, without that receiver also, you know, he, I think he's stuck back there holding on to the ball way longer than he ever has.
3: Excellent insights from the great Jay Glazer. I'd like to do this for like maybe we could do this for like ten or eleven hours every week until the season's <laughs> completed because you, you're full of Let's information. Yeah, listen, this Glazer, look, he he knows all about the NFL. Yep. He loves to eat Subway hoagies. Yeah, he trains these MMA fighters. I watched him hold the oh, bags for Corolla. Corolla knows his way around uh, oh, some yeah, uh, some gloves, so it was pretty what impressive. That? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was impressed by you, though. That's what we were talking about, was that you working, the, holding those bags for somebody who you've never done it for before. I don't know how you don't get po- uh, you know get popped in the nose consistently.
6: <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny. I do. The worst ever, and we're just... I have Randy Couture in town this week. He's, he's uh, my business partner in our program, and I had him last time I helped Mitch for him. He was getting ready for the Machida fight. We we're, were working for about two weeks, and we first starts training... For some reason, and I don't know if it's just, it's just an excuse to pop me in the face, he misses the myth like 15 times. Of course. just nails me right in the face. <laughs> and he does this stupid little, like he puts his hands together like he's praying. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're not sorry, man. You just did it 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you make sure, you got to make sure you adapt and your hands are fast or else you're going to get slugged by one of the baddest men
3: on the planet, over and over. <laughs> wow. What a pleasure to catch up with you, uh, Jay Glazer. Uh, continued uh, success and uh, good times over there with the boys on uh, the NFL on Fox on Sunday morning, and we hope to see you over here at the network and so on and so <laughs> forth, and with your, with your MMA guys and your hoagies and all the rest of it, man.
6: You <laughs> press, baby.
3: <laughs> listen, I, listen you, what I need actually what I need is a trainer because I'm a weakling I'm a, path, I'm a pathetic excuse for a man that's what I need I need somebody to turn me into a man already
6: <laughs> let's see what we can do for
3: you <laughs> alright there he goes the great Jay Glazer thanks a lot for the time man
6: see you
3: guys thanks day oh, damn a Nice fella, eh, Ray? Like him? You like him? You ever see him around the uh, around the hallways of the network?
4: I've, you know what? He's the one guy. I of all the people, of all the talent you've seen, I don't think I've ever run into directly.
3: Hmm. Yes, I've, I've uh, seen
4: everybody converse with pretty much everybody, but he's the one guy. He remains elusive.
3: Can I tell you something real quick uh, and, uh, about Jay Glazer? Well, before Jay Glazer, though. I we did on our most recent episode, episode number 104, we brought Akbar Bajabiamila on for our segment that uh, it, it's just busting at the seams. It needs to go somewhere else, black tie. We needed we need to shoot it on the video, you know? Right. It needs a video segment and we're going to do that and Heath Evans will join us as well because they played football. See, mm-hmm. we speculate. We're we're outsiders ultimately rank, although we do get the glad hand with hot with NFL Hall of Famers, you know. We, right. we see prime time and Michael Irvin, delightful fellow, that Michael Irvin, every time you see him. Heath Evans is a lot of fun. He's not at a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Fame human being, Adam, I would which say. Which is so. more important. Mm-hmm. So, um I talked. you know, we talked with them and I you know, it's a fun thing. I talked about Chip Kelly with those guys, with both those guys. Akbar, how would Chip Kelly do in the NFL? Because you know somebody's gonna take a run at him with the coaches that are gonna move on this year. By the way, I Jay didn't seem like he wanted to talk about it. Here's the list I have, incomplete though it may be. Jason Garrett could be out of a job. Right. Andy Reid, Mike Shanahan, who, by the way, I mean enough's enough. If they go like if they go five and eleven, cut bait already. Pat Shermer, you know, is gone. Romeo Cornell is probably gone. North Turner be- better get to the playoffs. Chan Gailey, Marvin Lewis. What about Marvin Lewis? Mm-hmm. Had this guy has had some successful seasons in what a decade in Cincy? He, but he's never strung together two consecutive seasons. That's nope. got to—I mean, that what kind of low standard? What kind of huh. low self-esteem do you have to have as an organization to say, well, once every three or four years, yeah, good well, enough. That's good. Yeah. So these people are all on the chopping block. Chip Kelly' point is somebody's going to take a run at the Oregon coach there. Well, the I,
4: Buccaneers did.
3: Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. You did point that out, but Akbar said he'll revolutionize the NFL. Everyone will start copycatting what he's doing, which they, to some degree, already are. I asked Keith Evans that question, other way around. This, see, this is- black tie. He said, "Oh, he'll, he'll, he said he'll get embarrassed." Black tie. You see, won't that be a compelling TV thing? I'm working on it. That's what I'm You're doing. Working, I'm working, on, working on, on it? it. Yeah. 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 And he's busy making oh, his rundown. First he's got to finish the rundown. rundown I work out what would we do?
4: Like that would that would, that's how that show would go. Is that he we would have no rundown for it. <laughs> <laughs> He'd say, hey guys, Ready to go? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no. I
3: I said uh, I made a I made a seventeen page rundown. I didn't send it to anybody. Yeah, hey, I, I, I got it. I got it. It's all in my head. Did you guys ever
5: watch the newsroom? I'm guessing you didn't. No. But nah. It's a show pretty much where they, they do news broadcasts and shows with no rundown. That's how I do it. Well, uh, listen, you know, I'm not fiction, opposed you know? to it,
3: but don't brag to me about your rundown. I did a three-page rundown. I like that he's,
4: he's taking a fictional TV show as his guide.
3: <laughs> Which, by the way, the irony of that is it's a fictional TV show, but you know that somebody did actually toil at a computer to write a script for that show. You get that? So it kind of, in a way, undermines your point. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting. All right, <laughs> now listen. One last question about Jay Glazer and then we got to get the Black Tie's famous shout out of the uh, of the podcast. Yeah, that's something everybody really is enjoying except for Rank. Everybody loves these uh, shout outs. Yeah. Because they're completely unnecessary. But Jay Glazer, he's a MMA guy. Who Rank is a big fella. I couldn't take him. He's in a different weight class. Could I who wins the fight between me and Black Tie? Rank
4: Oh, black tie doesn't strike me as athletic.
3: No, indeed. He's I've not. seen. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, uh, he's, whoa, whoa, You can tell by oh, looking up? at him. He's not. What's, up?
5: what's up? I'll have you know, I was quite an athlete back in the day. At Huger? what? At soccer and basketball. I played soccer oh. growing up.
4: Wait, how so did you play soccer and basketball? They run concurrently.
5: Well, I played one first and I moved on to basketball, which I was I was pretty okay at. I ended up playing with a few NBA players in my day. And, uh, NBA? NBA? What NBA
3: contest. player? What do you mean you played with You played with, them? with NBA played players? School, yeah. Who? Name, name you a You played couple. against yeah.
4: them, or you played pickup? I played,
5: in played with in high school. I played with uh, Richard Balmute, He played at UCLA. He right. He with the Bucks right now. You, you know,
3: know what I uh, want? I said a few, that's few interesting. weeks ago, You Black Tie said that Rank made, a, made an offhand crack at my expense, saying, like, well, good luck to ever taking Adam Rank on in movie trivia. You can't beat him. Yeah. Outrageous! What an outrage that you would say that to me. I'm,
5: rank,
8: I
3: can rank defeat rank in movies. Rank
5: like, who's just really quick with like, you know, so actors' what? names and whatnot. So and he what? I know those things. He would have been in particular contest of like going back and forth with like who was in what
3: movie, what movie. Fine. I'm do. good at that game. And you know, the Mel other Gibson one. Mel Gibson was in
4: What a Girl Wants.
3: I want I – want, I want, oh, no, Wait, what was it? What was this? Jack Nicholson was in on
4: that one. No, no, no. It was – Oh, that no, was Mel something's Gibson. Something's got to get
3: uh, that, That's also, an inside joke
4: that nobody will get. For check <laughs> to the
3: future, but yes. Anyway, now listen. <laughs> Payoff for four people. I want that. I want that trivia quiz, the movie trivia, and I also want NFL trivia. Man, you know what? I want all sport trivia. The fly, the six major sports. We'll get. We'll get. Elliot Harrison, Rank, Damashek, Matt, Money, Smith. I will recuse to you guys. Why?
4: You guys go ahead. That's
3: why cool. are you in it? All right, listen. So, Black Tie, just answer the question. The who thing wins about the fight? Who wins the fight? You say Damashek takes down Tide? I feel
4: like you have a pretty yeah. good... You're from the mean streets of Pittsburgh.
3: That's how it was for me. I didn't know we day-to-day day where my next meal was coming from. I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was cold out. The The steel I had to,
4: towns are tough.
3: They are. I mean, that's the way it is. All right. Now, Black Tie does his shout-outs, and this is interesting. I loved his most recent shout-out on episode number Epi- 104. Excellent. He gave a shout-out to the guys who have to walk the dog sniffing the bomb sniffing dogs right because there's no there's no honor in it you're just you're handling the master he's the yeah. hero right you're just walking him you know in case, he, in case he makes number two that's what you're there for is to pick up his no, mass
4: walking him though
3: whatever but it's not an important job it's a little humiliating in a way. You can so
4: you could get the broad from PetSmart to do that.
3: now. I co- so I so I I compliment Black Tie. I say that well, that was a great uh, a great shout out you did, and he said, oh yeah, thank you. I thought that was a good one too. And then our I never, pal- said, I never said thank you. But go ahead. Around the league guys, I say to them, they they say to me, Hans, Zeus and Sessler, they're regulars on the show. They were on episode 104. They said, oh, did we miss the shout out? How did that go? I said, oh, it was the best one yet. I really enjoyed enjoyed that one, and. Uh, Matter of fact, let's get him on the line right now. Here, do we? Can we? Is Dan Hansus? Can we track him down there? Black. Tie? I see
5: where this is going, and it's not. It's not going to end up the way you think it is.
3: Dan Hansus, what say you, sir? What's the story here?
2: Hey, what's up? I I'm to go good
3: that. Wonderful. Oh, it's going fine. I, but 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 uh, you know, I'm I'm positively curious about what the story is here. Now, I like black tie shout out last time. <laughs> Did you hear about oh. it?
2: I didn't hear about it. I have to say, I didn't hear about
3: it. Yeah, and how
4: uh,
2: did you I, hear about it?
4: I hope you're listening back it. to the podcast.
2: Yeah, no, I did. I listened to the podcast, I, but I heard about it in the office uh, yesterday, and uh, you know, I was I'm a little bit surprised that uh, you know Black Tie didn't uh, you know give me any props because <laughs> I I thought I had helped out, and he was while you were talking to Akbar, um, you know fact, I was scrambling a little bit uh, in the podcast earlier this week and I threw up the suggestion <laughs> right. about the bomb sniffing dog. And, uh, you know, I was very surprised that there was no shout out.
5: Well, can can I respond to this? A little is all I was looking for. Can I respond to this? I think
4: we should give a shout out to the guys who writes Black Tie shout outs. <laughs> so I'm not angry.
3: I just want to make it clear. I'm I, not, not angry, but you're, you're disappointed. I'm interested in at least in an explanation. Black Tie. All right,
5: here's and, my here's my explanation. All right, so <laughs> oh, that's ought to be good. So we're getting ready for the show. You know, I'm ready to go. I'm thinking about my <laughs> shout out, and uh, Zeus and Caesar are back here hanging with me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just said that. Yes. So, I'm just kicking back ideas. So far, your, stare, your oh, wait, story checks out, out. out. I'm kicking back ideas. like, hey, you know, what about this? What about this? So, I kick out this idea of like the bomb squad. Like the guys who have to go in, like their lives on the line. Mm-hmm. Like, that can't be an awesome job. So, we're going back and forth. And then Zeus is like, oh, what about the guys who hold the dogs? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's a good one. So, he throws it out. Which is out, the funny throws, part of that. He throws it out, but then, because I always have reasons why this job's are sucky. So,. He throws that out, and then I fill in the gaps. I'm like, oh, that's that's a great one because hey, these guys are not the at least are not as cool as the bomb squad who actually get to you know that fuse the bomb. Their life is still at risk, and then you know Cesar threw in something there as well. So it was a team effort. That's what I thought it was. And the only reason I didn't give um I didn't give props to Zeus and Cesar at the time because they weren't on the show. Because you wanted to take and all the credit. I don't I don't really butt into the conversation unless I'm asked. So I'm not. So I'm, I'm offended that this is. Sort of become a sort of thing where I stole it. There was a this was a team effort shout out. Where's your honor, Uh, sir? I
2: I think I don't want to be. I don't want to be like rank with like ah everybody's stealing my stuff. So I have to make a big deal of it. I'm just you know maybe a little shout out from Black Guy. But Black Guy going forward, uh, if you want to get together, um, I will be your silent helper on this. I don't. This this is a
5: little. Um, it was I a feel like this collaborative effort. That's what it was, and we came up yeah. with a good one. And but it is what it is. Now wait this a second, like though. A, Hanzo,
3: sounds... So now, so now, Rank says everybody steals his stuff. Oh
5: well, that's famous. I mean, anything.
2: <laughs> it's anytime, famous. There's a, if there's a list involved, Rank is, you know takes great offense that someone else could do a countdown on NFL.com. <laughs> yes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> He's the first guy that ever counted down
4: on the list, uh, you know, breaking down some type of analysis. <laughs> no, no, no. This this all started, I'm not lying. We did a thing. There's a thing I do called the unexpected and expected. And it's like it's like a blooper reel of stuff you didn't expect to happen. I put it up on Sunday night. It's almost as if Hans just, just cut and paste it, put it into a round the league wrapper and was like, here's my story. Bloopers now. It's the it was the exact same like he it to be worse than black tie did to him.
3: Men <laughs> Mencede you. I, I don't like the the inference there,
2: Rank. I, I might have uh, plagiarized from you. Uh, I think what happened there is we both ended up doing the same assignment and maybe had similar beats. So uh, maybe you got to step. Out
4: you did the, the same. Way. You did the same assignment two days later.
5: All right, let's put, wow. let's put an end to this. this is so wait, cycle. so bla- I want to figure out the
3: food chain. So black tie. Uh, plagiarizes hands Hanzu plagiarizes Rand.
5: Effort. I did not plagiarize.
3: Oh, this is my favorite kind of conflict—one that I'm not involved in, but <laughs> one that I can sit back and look at and laugh about. Oh, I love it. And we have two of them.
5: After this, I'm going to retire my shout No, outs,
4: right? it's forbidden. You can retire period. One.
3: If you try to retire from doing your shout-outs, then you can retire from the podcast Black period. Out.
4: Black Tie's going to be like, I want to give a shout-out to all the fathers that raise their kids to be NFL superstars for them to say, hi, mom, on camera.
5: <laughs> no, not at all. Go I ahead, have my Black. Google that because that was funny. No, it wasn't. I got to give a shout-out to uh, Rick Riley's editors. Um, this is one that, from a personal point of view, I'm not a fan of Rick Riley's work. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I always I always click on it to, like, just look at him like this is just awful for, like, two minutes. So I'm giving a shout-out to the guy who actually, actually has to read the whole thing and edit it. That's my shout-out.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Now, I, 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 Yes, I, Hanzoos has a weird phobia about Rick Riley's vests, in fact. You tweet about them sometimes. They upset you.
2: There's something about the the cut of them. It's almost like they were um, handcrafted around his torso immediately before they go to
3: air. (laughs) I'd like to think that's true. Why does
4: everybody come down on Rick Riley? Is he not entertaining? Is that...
3: I think I think what he's become now is he has one note and it's he's awfully saccharine now. And his jokes now play, like you say, is hokey. I mean, you know, a decade ago, a generation ago, there was a different standard. But the sports guy really set a new tone of the, you know, pop culture referencing and a uh, a hipper sort of sense of humor among sports writers and raised mm-hmm. the bar a little bit. Now it feels antiquated. I think that's what you would say. Plus, he's. Probably. What is he? Probably, He probably is a 55-year-old man or 60-year-old. Yeah. He probably is an I older think,
2: guy. You know, not to get into the specifics of the ESPN machine, but I think the contract they gave him was kind of like what the Panthers gave D'Angelo Williams. For <laughs> it. Yep. They immediately regretted
3: it. Oh, that's why you see him on TV so much. They got uh, they they to put him to work. Worth. Oh, that's absolutely right. I know that that's true. All right, Han Zeus, were you oh, – well, let's go, Black Tie. So who's the shout-out?
5: Rick Wall, editors. I just said it. <laughs> okay, That's my shout-out. I'm giving the shout-out to his editors who have to sit down and uh I'm sorry. I,
3: I, 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 I know you said that, but I got I was so caught up in the excitement of uh, Hanzoos uh, upset. Hanzoos uh, came in here. I want to cut off this phone call soon before he goes after me. He hit a black tie, goes after rank. I'm I don't gonna, know why
4: he goes after me.
3: I'm going to quit while I'm ahead here. He
4: obviously enjoys
3: my material. I <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs>
2: Stuff and Black <laughs> is a, a great
3: Any part that I had in this, I feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two last questions for you, Hansus. One, yeah. who's going to win the Cowboys-Eagles game?
2: Oh, wow, that's a great question. I think uh, Cowboys left that. I think they're going to actually uh, get something done here and go on a little run to make Charlie Jones think hard before he uh, you know, goes all in on that certain Saints coach.
3: It's you know I'll tell you what it is um, it, it it really is Thunderdome two teams enter one will uh, w- only one will leave with a chance at the playoffs along those lines two men enter Thunderdome one man leaves one is named Black Tie the other is Damashek who survives
2: oh uh, hmm that's a good one I well it all comes down to how athletic you guys are I don't really know either I'm know
3: supremely I'm supremely athletic and I've got grit. In spades, and you can't account for the grit that I got. Do
2: either one of them. Because I don't want there to be any more weirdness between Black Tie and I. I'm just going to say that Black Tie would put up a really good fight. I don't know who's going to win, though.
3: Wrong! I I don't even care what kind of fight he has, because i got a secret weapon. It's called the Han Solo Edition Blaster, hidden away in my sock. Take it out and taste it, Hanzoos! Jerk! There you go. Now, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Just like in the real Thunderdome in uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Mad Max 3, the, the the spectators, they can take they can take a knife or two if they get too close to the action. That just happened to you. That happened to you, Hansus. You went too far. All right, that's it. I don't even know if we would let the debate club happen this week. All right, you're on your way in here to do the debate club with Sessler? Yes, I am. All right, big fan, big fan of it. All right, all the best to you, Hanzoos. Thank you for unearthing. I love you all. All right. God bless. (laughs) I come out of this all, the most important thing is I come out of this uh, unscathed, smelling like a rose, aside from the insinuation that I might lose in the Thunderdome, the black tie. I mean, I feel pretty good about how the whole thing went. All right, last question. You know, um, with this weekend, the new James Bond pictures here. And we have to talk about. Um, I want to talk about those, but we really need handsome Hank there. He's from London. He's from England. Um, I want to talk Bond with him, the history of Bond. Well, let's have a proper conversation about it. But going into this weekend, real quick, rank. This is it. Just tell me the best Bond.
4: Oh, geez. I don't know that. That's I that didn't... hard a question? Yeah. You don't see the Bond pictures? I do see the Bond pictures. It's hard to pick one. Sean
3: Connery, right? Roger Moore, with whom I wait the best
4: one, the best Bond, the best best Bond movie.
3: No, best best uh, Bond.
4: Oh, that's easy. It's Roger Dalton, Timothy
3: Dalton. Him too. (laughs) Roger Daltry from the Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Timothy Dalton. See, so anxious to wisecrack. (laughs) I I messed it up. You fell into your own trap. Uh, Timothy Dalton. It is Timothy Dalton. His greatest role, of course, is Prince Baron and Flash Gordon. A uh, must-see picture if you've never seen it. Of course, that's. Did that's you know the that
4: they have point. a whip fight in that?
3: You know, I love the whip fight. I, I I love watching. Same as watching you guys all wage verbal battle here. I love watching Prince Baron and Flash Gordon have a whip fight. I, I mean, it's the last thing I'd ever want to do. With
4: the spikes coming up, floating on a saucer. And they have where,
3: whips. Where, they whip each other. That's the worst fight you, you could ever be in. To an oblivion. Like, forget, wait. <laughs> forget Thunderdome. Forget Thunderdome's off the books. It's a whip fight the, the, between me and Black Hawk, Tie.
4: The Hawkmen were way ahead of Colorado to come up with that fight
3: <laughs> this is the like i got a great
4: idea we're gonna have a whip fight okay it's i sadistic. like it no 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 no, we're gonna put them on a floating disc oh i love it i love uh, it wait hold on hold on you haven't heard it all spikes come up spike yes <laughs> please yes gotta you see it.
3: it's the greatest i'll tell you what black tie for for both our sakes i hope that never happens because there are no winners from that one that's who doesn't win <laughs> You and me, if we ever have to have a whip fight on a floating disc uh, in space <laughs> in which spikes come up out of the ground. Last question, Black Tie, before we get to the debate club. Have you ever seen a James Bond movie? Of course I have. But don't, of course, anything. You've not seen some of the most prominent <sighs> movies in history. I love you can't, that, of course, I've seen. no
5: choice. I, I have seen Bond movies. Who's yeah. your favorite? I got to go with me personally. I got to go with, uh, I really don't have a favorite. Cause I, I haven't really loved it. Oh, you don't enjoy them? I, they're okay. Apparently this is supposed to be the, one of the best ones. I've ever. heard that too, yeah, heard I can't wait. Great,
3: and I, I, do, have you seen one with Daniel Craig in it? I have, yes. I like him. I think he's, he's kind of cool.
5: He's a Yeah, he's different from the past.
3: He's it's more... a li- I, do, I will say it's a little bit Jason Bourne. I get that yes. when people are upset by that. It was clearly this is a franchise that had existed for, for four decades and suddenly they decide, oh yeah, that Bourne thing looks cool too. Let's go that route. It's a little bit like the Rolling Stones and Grateful Dead making disco records in the 70s just because it was It has a little bit of a weird vibe, but if you can remove yourself from that. You know what? Here's what I want. We're at the midway point in the season. Let's go our separate ways. Wait, wait, wait. I got some iTunes
5: uh, comments.
3: Oh, okay, good. Well, we'll do that. But I was going to say, everybody like rank and go off to Colorado. Everybody go to Colorado. Everybody go to Colorado. just different towns in Colorado. And everybody relax for the weekend. We'll come back, and we'll be fresh as a group. We'll come back, and we'll be a team. Nay, we'll be a family. Yes, Black Tie. Read your iTunes comments that you like to read.
5: All right. So, this is from Chuck the Magic Redhead. He mm-hmm. goes, Molly, problem is that it's only once or twice a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about we make this a daily thing? And I would let's do Let's get Adam Carolla on a little more often. A little. More. We've He's, never had so him never been on. So, two things here. He wants to make it daily. Can yes. we do that? As I've said before. The reason we don't do more is
4: because of Black Tie.
3: What? The, here's what I would do. You know what I think we could do? I think we could do. Four or five half-hour podcasts each, you know, over the course of the week, especially in season. By the way, everybody else, you know, at the NFL, they said, well, the season's ended. Who's going to listen to your podcast? That's the beauty of ours. We don't just talk about football. We talk about all sports. We talk about movies. We talk about who steals whose work and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> talk about food, right? Food, all the time. food More is One of Dave's eat, passions. Do you know I eat food every day? That's something that a lot of people. I, I eat food every day. Is when that I, right? When I eat, I eat food. It is. You're right, Adam. I'm saying a lot of people may not know that food is one of my passions. Hmm. As is booze, and that's pretty much where my don't list say is. the
5: third one, please. You always go into this rant about the next passion that you have. Do not say it. what is it. Not saying it. What is
4: yeah. it? I
3: don't even remember. That's,
5: yeah, it's a lot of, odd for me to say it. There are a lot of colors it, in my rainbow.
4: Is it, uh, what else is he passionate about? I don't, don't know. say it. The fairer,
3: uh,
5: no, no. His listeners will probably know. The thing. fairer. Uh, Let's move on. Next, uh, next. I, iTunes I'm comment. intrigued.
3: I'd like to know more about this Damashek. I don't know what it is. All right. So, are you, oh, you got more iTunes? I, I, do. I think Rank and I are ready to go here. Jeez, oh, Luis. but to answer the second part about Corolla, Corolla is down for doing it. He'll come into the studio. I just feel weird because eyes in has gotten Corolla on an NFL podcast a bunch of times now before I started uh, working here. So I feel a little bit bad about that. Of course, I've known Corolla for a decade, so he's like, oh, who cares? I'll just come in there and do it. I don't know. Would that be fun for us? Would would you like that? I go on his podcast. Should we get Corolla in here? Would you like that? Yes, of course. All right. You understand, fellas. If Corolla comes in here, you think I talk a lot. Corolla talks a lot.
4: I'm expecting to lay out.
3: All right. Well, so all right. So then we'll book him. We'll book him then, Black Tie. We'll get uh, Corolla down here for one of these.
5: Sweet. All right. So next uh, comment. This is from King Gayu, whatever his name is. He goes, Dave Dameshek football program. Staring out Adam Rank is the best football, nay, sports podcast out. I'm gonna love Black Tie. He's like a brother to me. If my brother ruled with an iron fist like Stalin.
3: <laughs> and you know what's the weirdest part about that? Black Tie loves that. That's that. He, he's in heaven with that. Him. He loves to hear that kind of stuff.
4: It's not true. That's why it's he funny likes to bossing me. people around. It's not I've true noticed. at
5: all. That's why it's funny. Like your mom met me, and she she was like, oh, "I expected to meet this uh,
3: imposing, like, mean person," and it's so <laughs> not. True. It's like, "Oh, you're
5: sweet, darling. It's so not
3: true. It's funny." Why can't? Yeah. Well, by the end of the day, why can't you be nicer to Black Tie? He seems like such a nice guy. Why don't you be nicer to Black Tie? And
4: you're like, clearly, you didn't spend enough
3: time with him. <laughs> Is that it, Black Tie?
5: Uh, That's it. Another guy who, oddly enough, for some reason, loves the show, but does not like the Dieter Brock <laughs> references, so I'm not even going to pay attention to Oh, you know what's me, weird? You like
3: inadvertently it. just walked into it. You just made the Dieter Brock drop of the show, so you get credit for that one by saying. Wow. Well, our well, official
4: scorekeeper who's gone MIA. I,
3: I reject that, though, by the way. because, I because encourage I, it. I, I think Black Tie should be allowed. He's a, he's a competitor. Why would we me? cut him off? <laughs>
5: I make a cameo every now
3: and then. I like oh, yeah, that. You get I credit got. for that one. That's your third one, and, and we, we see who can get to Dieter Brock. It's like when the first. Really
4: Rottens would win. <laughs>
3: that is in the uh, Laugh Olympics. <laughs> yeah. There's a reference to Black Tie, and <laughs> 90, no 98% of the audience There's has no, no idea what it is. Yeah. Used to be a cartoon in the late so, 70s, so early Delmo 80s. Enjoy that. Yogi Bear had right. a team. Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo had a team. All cartoon characters. What an idea this was. was you know, Yogi, and then there were the Dastardlies, right? The really with, rotten. The really rotten but with the main guy was like Dastardly. Dastardly
4: dog or something. So,
3: oh, that was the dog. Anyway, the three teams they would have a oh, an it was Olympics.
4: Mugsley or something like that. Uh, you're right. Anyway, anyway
3: t- Laugh Olympics. Laugh Olympics. A, it You'll was a enjoy great it. Great show. Great show. All right.
5: Sweet. Um well, that's all I have for comments. Um <laughs> It People is can go ahead and comment on the show, vote on the show, and like I said, we'll just read them off here and rate debate it. them.
3: That's the thing. We have that, d- rate up, comment. And Black Tie says you got to rate it, you got to subscribe, you got to make a comment. All that jazz, yep. right?
5: It could be nice comments, bad comments, ideas, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Just All send right. it up.
3: I like it. All right, Black Tie. Thanks for the, uh, for the fine effort, and uh, sorry that that had to happen. With Hanzoos. That's Zeus, totally but
5: fine. I, I as you know, though, you know, was you know my rule.
3: You know one of my many creeds. Ultimately, you can't be angry at me because I didn't put you in this position. You put yourself in this position. Did not, but that's fine. All right. Rank, a pleasure to see you. Have a wonderful weekend wherever you go in Colorado. <laughs> um, Jay Glazer, great stuff. No jive out of him. That's what I like. Yeah. I like somebody who comes in and doesn't give me jive talk. And uh and Zeus for joining us. Speaking of Zeus, in just a matter of moments, are going to be in here to do their weekly debate club. He and Mark Sessler, both of around the league, follow around the league for all your football needs. They do it up to the minute and they do it with a bit of mirth and uh we'll have f- fun. I don't know who we're going to get next week. We'll break down some James Bond week 10. Who knows what else? Uh, and again, the uh, like dislike column, be on the lookout for that. And if Al, shame report, blah, 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 back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. In the meantime, though, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
8: Dave, Dave, Welcome back to the ATL Debate Club. My name is Dan Hansis, joined, as always, by Mark Sessler. What is up, Mark?
7: Well, Dan, what's up with you? It's your day off. You came in here?
8: Yes, I'm wearing a hat. And uh, a long sleeve kind of workout shirt And it just shows that I'm a man of the people
7: Well, you're committed uh, to your work mm-hmm. And to the population Where's the flip flops?
8: I don't do flip flops um, That is more a Sessler copyright s- scenario That I don't, I don't choose to uh, be a part of Just because of all the dangers Mark has faced in his past With, you know, poison ivy and tar Things of that nature That's a callback to a podcast no one ever heard But Mark likes wearing flip flops
7: I'm not sure you can even find that podcast on the internet at this point.
8: It doesn't exist. Um, I want to get right into something that we, we meant to hit last week, but it didn't actually work out time-wise, and that is the television show, The Office, the U.S. version. Uh, Mark and I are both big fans of the show, and Mark, you actually um, presented an interesting theory to me regarding that show. Do you want to get into it right now?
7: Well, yeah. I'm I'm not sure. the uh, We'll find out if the listeners uh, find it compelling on any level, but... You know, uh, so this season, we're, what, five, six episodes into this thing? Uh, That's about right. I was watching uh, the second episode of the season, I believe it was Roy's Wedding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just seeing uh, the character of Roy come back, it kind of made me pine for. I was watching with my wife. It's like, great show. We love watching it every week. Still high quality. But I think we both, like, we've talked about how we like to go back on Hulu or whatever and, like, just dig through, like, season three. Right. You,
8: you have you have kids. I don't. So sometimes on my off day, I'll have more time than you.
7: Just a, just a bit.
8: Yeah. And, you know, last month, I kind of poured through season two and three, which, in my opinion, are two of the strongest seasons an American sitcom's ever had. I'm going to go out on the limb and say that. But th- I know exactly what you're saying. Go on.
7: Well, and I think that's exactly the point because it's like, it, for me, that show, and it's a personal thing, we tend to agree that The Office just hit this apex moment. Where American television in the sitcom format finally did something. Now, listen, it did copy the format to some degree from the British one, but let's ignore that for another time. It had hit a home run, and it just had all the elements. It's gone on since; it's still a strong show, comedically strong. Well, that's debatable, but well, I, I but I'd say out there compared to what else is happening. Okay, that's fair. It is still a strong show, and that's sort of, and maybe because we're we're you know drenched in football 24/7. Right. I was forced to come up with a football parallel to this.
8: Well, let's hear it.
7: All right, well, so I can't help but kind of feel that the New England Patriots fan base may have a little bit of an office thing going on themselves because Interesting. They have to look back on early seasons of the let's say the Belichick Brady reign right. that capped hard. I mean beautiful stuff for that long suffering fan base that really hadn't seen a whole lot of success in decades. Right. Those early Super Bowls have not been matched since. Still a great team, still among the best teams in the league, but you'd have to say, what have they done in the last you know, six, seven, eight seasons that make them the, right. the best around? And the office, to me, sort of has the same vibe going, the same complex issue.
8: I think a good analogy there, it's a very good analogy, and I also think um – if you want to say season finale um, of season three, Casino Night, maybe that's the last Patriots Super Bowl. And you know, the show continued on after that, just as the Patriots have continued on, and they've had their moments, and it's been compelling, but they've never been able to kind of reach those heights again. And it's a little bit, if I'm a Patriots fan, you look back, you're spoiled because you still have something good, but you also look back into a better time, which it must be, it has to be kind of weird well the one i the one i thought of and i actually when we initially kind of discussed this um uh on monday night i watched the falcons and they you know took care of business and you know the thing i thought about they're 9 and 0 and they they they're all about this respecting they're not getting respect and i think about the falcons and i think about a show big bang theory okay and it's a type of it's a situation where you you understand it's hugely popular you know it has you know, it has great ratings, Big Bang Theory. The Falcons are nine and oh. You understand why that's the case. It's it's broad and it you know, it does it gets the job done. So you can't really argue it either. But at the same time you struggle putting uh the Falcons ahead of other teams that while they don't have as good a record, you, you think there's more to them. And I feel the same way about Big Bang Theory against a show like Community or Parks and Rec, shows like that that maybe have far less ratings but there just seems to be a little more heft to them.
7: Well, right. I mean, on paper, it's undeniable. Ratings for that show, Falcons record, but kind of not sitting well with you. What do you have? You You have another one, right? I have another one. Um, You know, and we talked about this one, too, and I I think that there's a strong parallel between the Green Bay Packers and Mad Men. Oh. And I'm going to talk to you. I'll tell you why. Aaron Rodgers sits at the middle of this franchise as this uh, iconic, potentially the best quarterback in football right now. I kind of find him as a Don Draper-esque individual. Really? On a team like, like that show itself, surrounded by a lot of talent, a lot of intriguing characters. But there's no question whose show Mad Men is. There's no question whose team.
8: Are you insinu- I'm not sure how far that you're taking this analogy. Is, are you insinuating Aaron Rodgers as a boozy womanizer?
7: Well, I'm not taking it quite Sent to that stretch. You know, I was thinking well, more
3: of the cool, common, collected factor that Down Draper has.
7: Uh, yes, I would say that that's that that's more where I'm going with it. Rodgers just has, you know, everyone said this season, oh, what's wrong with Green Bay? The Packers have all these problems. Aaron Rodgers isn't playing the way he used to. Right. Dug his way out of that. And did we hear a lot of... You know, complaining. Why not? there was a little bit of you know business, but Draper himselfs had his rough moments.
8: Well, I'd say the show itself has had some you know peaks and valleys, just like any show. But I think the reason why I think that's another great comparison is that even when Mad Men has an off episode or has a little bit of an off stretch, two or three weeks, you could say the same thing about the Packers. That you kind of you can step back and be like, okay, I, I understand that not everything is going to hit, and you're going to have some bad days. But you're gonna eventually. They're gonna be what they are, which is a you know great show, great team. You know. I do
7: question. I'm not sure where uh, a Joan Holloway fits in this.
8: She should fit everywhere at all times. Well, I mean, into everything <laughs> in my life.
7: Hard for me. It's not. She's not Mike McCarthy on the Packers.
8: Actually, is it possible? Could we get Joan Holloway on the podcast, Bryce? We could maybe work on it. Let's yeah. not
7: maybe work.
3: Let's not. No, we, we on will, it. will work on it. We will yeah. work on it. We'll you. see what we can do.
8: Tell her there's a very um, low-level NFL podcast um, with a dubious um, ratings uh, history. An, under-
7: an underground podcast. Yeah, that's an
8: attractive uh, proposal for her. Tell her it's in California. That could help. One last one I wanted to bring up before we moved on was uh, my New York Jets, who are floundering at 3 and 5 and are probably walking into their doom another week on Sunday um, <clears throat> when they hit the road to play the Seahawks. The Jets, to me, are the... Uh, Former NBC sitcom Animal Practice, well known, uh, better known as the one with the monkey in the doctor's coat.
7: Uh, ouch! How long that show was on for? How long, Dan?
8: Uh, Thirteen minutes,
7: I believe. Talk to me. I mean, that's that's pretty ugly. Why, wh- where's the connection there?
8: I just, I don't know. It's just there's a monkey in the okay. lab coat, and nothing makes sense. And really, the the premise was weak, and then you shouldn't be surprised when it failed.
7: All right, Dan. Well, uh, that's a that's a heady nod to your to your beloved jets um, <laughs> let's move on Dan.
8: yeah I mean I've, I have tears in my eyes, even making that analogy considering my team almost went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and now it's the show it's likened to the show with a monkey in the docker coat
7: we uh we did a piece yesterday on around the league along with uh, our editor Greg Rosenthal and kareem Copeland. It was a follow up on an early season piece it was basically it's our fearless predictions for. What essentially is the second half of the season?
8: We're here, yeah. We're halfway through the season. We're
7: halfway through. Um, what was it that you – what What do you see as your fearless prediction? My
8: fearless prediction, and we did this early, before the season started also. Well,
7: what was your first one, by the way?
8: My first one, it's not my fault. I won't take any um, – of, of course yeah. not. Aaron Hernandez would have more touchdowns uh, than Rob Gronkowski. But then in week two, Aaron Hernandez's leg bent in half – uh, while well, blocking. So he he's still not right, and he missed several games, so that's obviously not going to happen. So I'm going to, um, you know, absolve myself of any blame there. Of what course. was What was yours?
7: Well, I said that Rex Ryan would not survive the season.
8: Oh, he'd be fired.
7: On. Which, you know what? It may not be before the season ends, but I'm liking that prediction still.
8: No, that's a discussion for another time, but I totally disagree about that. Um, the best one, actually, was Greg Rosenthal, who said the Colts would finish 500 – 500 or better. That was strong. And they're at 5 and 3, so that's looking pretty good.
7: Let's do these ones. So did, what did you do yesterday? Uh,
8: yesterday, I, you know, as you know, we have a weekly segment, the ATL warming seat, where I break down coaches whose uh, seats are getting hot as the weather cools down. That's like the little tagline. What do you think about the tagline?
7: That's a, a must-read, Dan. Yeah, okay. I'm going to click good. into that.
8: So anyway, so, um, you know, I, have five, I break down five each week, uh, but I really could have space for two or three more. I mean, there's so much there's so much uh, issues across the league right now in terms of owners that are losing their patience. Okay, So I think I have three coaches that I think are going to go before the season ends. And I said my prediction was before January 1st. And Nice. And here are the three I went with. I went with Romeo Cornell in Fair. Kansas City, Ron Rivera in Carolina, and Mike Munchak in Tennessee, just because I think their, their owner, Bud Adams, is about ready to – explode after what happened dropping a 50 burger at home the Bears dropped one on them
7: well it is bold in the sense that it to see three teams cut ties with the coach before the season ends usually it's like one you guys had that one complete meltdown well that's why
8: we call it a fearless prediction it what was fearless was, what was yours
7: um okay mine actually was also coaching related and I think it's just because we've had a lot of chatter about kind of what's next in Cleveland and I, I think the Cleveland Browns are going to go out and hire Chip Kelly from Morgan.
8: well hello Larry
7: We'll see how that works. That uh, I do think that had they had the old ownership in place, all that right. stuff would never happen. I think they're going to do something bold this time around.
8: Not Andy Reid, which is your ultimate fear.
7: Well, Andy Reid is my fear, and I think that Andy Reid is going to wind up as the next head coach of the San Diego Chargers.
8: Oh, That's bad news for North Turner. Well, that's, a, that's all the time we have for today, Mark. Um, what do you think?
7: Well, I guess, uh, you know, my hope's for you, Dan, that you enjoy this day off. I'm not sure where it is you're planning to go. It concerns Mm -hmm. me a little bit.
8: Yeah, no, I don't know where I'm going to go, but I know I'll be back in this office tomorrow morning, so.
7: Go buy a pair of flip flops.
8: Maybe I will. All right, well, uh, we'll see you next time uh, at the ATL Debate Club.